Isn't he good? Amen. Isn't he good? Amazing. Amazing. And uh, I, just, I, I just really felt as we was in the worship, as, as uh, Jamie brought that word and, and, and uh, Liam as well, just that overwhelming sense uh, that God wants us to get today. And if you, take, 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 if you don't take anything else away from today, take away this. God is good. Amen. He is good all the time yeah. and he is good towards you. Amen. He's your father. Amen. And uh, just really that sense of, of actually knowing yes. deep within you, even, even despite your circumstances. Mm. I think that's the tricky thing, isn't yeah. it? Because our circumstances scream at us some, sometimes, mm. he isn't good. Mm. And actually, God wants you to know that despite your circumstances, he is good. He will always be good. Hallelujah. And, um, and just approach him and come to him. That's not what I was going to preach on, but that's uh, partly what I was going to preach on, but I just really sense God wanting to, to say that to us. Uh, he's already said it, and I just uh, want to sort of ground us in it. So we are doing a series uh, called Seek First the Kingdom. And, uh, uh, and uh, Rochelle started it last week, and so we're just going to carry on looking at the whole subject. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom? And so we're going to read a passage... Uh, from Matthew, um, chapter 6, and verse 25 to 33, um, actually, which contains this verse, this verse that has this in. Now, I have a confession to make. Uh, when I was sort of preparing this morning, um, I forgot to bring my Bible. <gasps> so, um, uh, anyway, uh, I have a phone, though. So, um, are they good, these things? It's... Uh, get you out of trouble. Uh, right, okay, so I'm going to read from here. It will be up on the screen uh, if you want to follow it or follow it in your Bible. So it's Matthew 6, verse 25 to 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Hallelujah. Are they not much more valuable? Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So, we're looking at seeking first the kingdom, and and Rochelle introduced it last week, and I just want to just recap really on making sure we understand what it is that we are seeking. What is this kingdom? What is what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of light? It's described in many different ways. It all means the same thing. So what is this? Well, of course, the kingdom is where a king rules. It's where he reigns. It's where he influences 
what goes on. And so the kingdom that we are seeking, we're called to seek here, is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, where he reigns and he rules, and is where his characteristics are displayed. And uh, we can uh, think uh, what that might be. And uh, Romans 14, verse 7, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you go on to the next slide. So the kingdom of heaven, then, is summed up by what heaven is like, which is righteousness, it's peace, it's love, it's joy, it's power, it's provision. Love, it's health, it's all the things that you would expect to find in heaven. There is going to be no sin, there's no sickness, there's no sadness, there's no sorrow. That's, that's not going to be there in heaven, it's just not there, it's not there now. And so when we're seeking the king's kingdom, our king, that is the sort of thing we should expect to find. Hallelujah. And... Uh, and this is, this is what he brings. This is what Jesus came to bring. He came to destroy the works of the evil one and to bring in God's kingdom. Now, we have a problem here. Because last week, Rochelle quoted a verse. I'm not blaming her for this because she didn't write it. <laughs> God wrote it. And it says this in uh, Colossians 1 verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we have already been taken from darkness into light. We're already in the kingdom. That's what that verse says. So there's a problem here. So if we're already there, A, why don't we experience it all the time? And B, why do we have to seek it? We're here, we've got it, we've got it already. And this is where, obviously, the, uh, the, the, the challenge lies for us. We are brought from death to life. That's happened, that is already there. We have been forgiven by Jesus through his death and resurrection. He has cleansed us from sin. Once for all, he has made us right and made us citizens of heaven. We don't have to earn it, we don't have to do anything more. He's done it all, and we are citizens of heaven. We have been brought into the kingdom of heaven. But the reality of it is, is that we live in a world that is steeped in sin. We live in the world. We're not of the world, we're of the kingdom of heaven. All those that have given their life to Christ, who have received Jesus are in the kingdom of heaven. And yet we live in the world. And the Bible says we are in it, but we're not of it. And because we live in it, we are subject to the stuff that goes around uh, in this world. And the kingdom of darkness is full of sadness and, and suffering and, uh, and pain and, and all those things that Satan brought in. And, uh, and we, we, are, we are subject to them. We, we, we are... We are not, uh, we're not immune from that. And we, we, these things in our, uh, come into our lives. And so what this verse is encouraging and what this, this series is about is how do we 
get the realities of the kingdom that are given to us, that are ours because of Jesus, how do we experience them more and more in our lives in the midst of living in a fallen world? And so that is what uh, this passage is about. And, and it's about saying, how do we make sure that we receive everything that the kingdom's got? And how do we increasingly see it? Because I believe what God has for us is when we become to Christ, we experience his love and his peace. But he's then saying, I want you to experience more and more of the kingdom. You're not going to experience it completely and fully yeah. while you're here on this earth because it's a mixed world. Because kingdom, uh, Satan's kingdom hasn't yet fully gone away. He's been defeated, but we're living in it. In one, uh, you know, in the future when Jesus returns, all that's going to go. Satan will be dispatched, uh, never ever again to inflict his pain and suffering on the people of God. And yet, for the time being, we have to live in that reality. But he's, but the Bible is saying, but you can know more and more day after day of His kingdom, of His goodness, of His presence. And so this, this passage is encouraging us to say, go for it. Seek it out. Don't settle for just living in Satan's kingdom or doing things the way that you always used to do them. Okay. I've got a very... Uh, simple illustration, not a very good one. I was trying to think of a better one. But anyway, I'll, I'll give it to you anyway. It just might stick in your mind. So, we live in the United Kingdom and we have various rights and, and privileges as a result of that. Mm. And one of them, and it's struggling at the moment, I have to say, but it is, is that we have free healthcare. Yeah. Uh, we have access to the NHS. Mm. If you go to hospital, uh, get taken to hospital, okay, it's a bit of a struggle. You might wait for a little while at the moment. Uh, but you will be seen, you will be treated, and it will be free. Because that is the right of someone who is part of the United Kingdom. Um, and, uh, and that's just one, one aspect of what it means, and that's true, uh, true of many countries in the world, but not true of every country. Some countries, that wouldn't be true. You'd have to pay. Or there isn't no real, real health care. So this is one of, the, uh, one of the benefits of being part of the United Kingdom. But if you, uh, if you talked to me and said, you know what, my leg fell off the other day and, uh, and no one came and, uh, and I was there in agony and nothing happened and I said, well, did you phone 999? And they said, oh, no. No, I just thought it would happen automatically. <laughs> no, 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 you have to access. It's there. Mm. You have to access it. You can, if you phone 999, that's someone would have come. Mm. But if you just sit there and just complain about, oh, this isn't very good, and don't access what's available to you, then you, know, you won't experience the good things that this kingdom has to offer. And in, in a very, no, not, not a very good illustration, but you get the point. We have to access what God has made available to us. He calls us to seek it out and to apply it and to get it for ourselves. But what he wants to, to, to emphasise, and I really think some of the stuff that came out before, is that he is good. He's not going to withhold it from us. He's not going to say, oh yeah, it's available, but you know what, I, you know, I'm going to make you jump through so many hoops to get it, you're probably going to give up. That's not what God's like. He wants us to have it. And he's not, he's not, a, he's not, he's not a bad father, he's a good father. And he wants us to experience it. 
So what stops us? What stops us? Well, there is a command. Uh, I'm going to go for the next slide. In that thing, which is simply this. Do not worry. Do not worry. Now, it's <laughs> so easy these trip off our tongues. But do you know what? We live in a society, and I think it's got worse in recent times, mm. that shouts at you, you've got to worry about this. Crisis! There's a crisis at every turn. Cost of living is a crisis. Covid is a crisis. Flu is a crisis. NHS is a crisis. It's all a crisis. Worry. Whatever you do, worry. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? That comes at us all the time. And why is that? Well, because Satan's behind it. He wants everybody to be in fear. That's what he wants. Because when you're in fear you start acting the wrong way. Amen. And it happens to the people of God. When we get fearful, we start trying to do things for ourselves. Yeah. We, start, we start becoming, uh, we have an orphan spirit, I think, the, as the Bible talks about, and we start fighting. And we start you know, trying to do things for ourselves. And, 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 and that fear creeps in. Hallelujah. And it's easy to happen. It, just listen to the news. Just listen, and, and, and I'm so conscious of it that you think, oh dear, perhaps I should start worrying about this. <laughs> and we need to think, no, 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 that is, that is not the voice of our Father. That is not Jesus speaking to us. That is the world coming in and saying, you've got to be worried about this. Amen. I'm not saying these things aren't bad. You know, there are some crises going on. But we, as the people of God, don't need to worry. Because, and this is what this passage was about, Jesus was saying to these guys, look, you need to look around. Open up your eyes. Have a look. Have a look. Have a look at the birds. They're all around you. They, you know, we've got, a, uh, we've got, we've got a, a bird breeder in the garden and we've got birds that are coming in. And for some reason, they're not eating from it. I don't quite know why. Uh, see, I, we've provided something for these birds. And then, I don't know, perhaps it's the seeds. They're not very nice. I don't know. I've, I haven't eaten them myself. But, yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, they're still coming. They're still flying around. So the fact they're not using ours... Something else is feeding them. They're okay. Even in the frost, they're okay. And the, Bi and the Bible says, well, I feed them. I look after them. I care about the birds. And then he says, the, the, the lilies of the field. You know, they are, you know, and I, I love nature. We love going for walks. We love seeing blossom and all this. And the, the, and the flowers, I'm sure many of you do. And they are beautiful. Some of these lilies are just glorious. And Jesus said, well, I made them. And I know I made them, and they probably last a couple of weeks. Mm. I fashioned them, I spent time with them, and in fact, when I made them, I said they were good. If you look through um, uh, Genesis, it says, I made these things, I made the birds, and I made these, and they're good. And I look after them, and I make sure they grow, and I make sure they're okay. But then when I made you, I said, I didn't say they're good, I said it's very good. Mm. And so... If I care so much about flowers and plants, uh, flower, um, birds, surely, surely I'm going to care about you. Amen. Who's not just good, who's very good. Amen. Who is the, the peak of my creativity. Who I fashion so carefully. Who I love so intently. Surely, if I look after these, I'm going to look after you. Aren't I? And that's what Jesus was saying. He's saying, just think about it for a moment. If I bother so carefully with flowers, am I not going to bother with you? 
And so Jesus wants us to get his heart. Mm. He wants us to get his heart for us. And, he's, and he says, it's your father in heaven. It's your father. This is not a distant God who, who uh, you know, rules the universe and, 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 and is, well, he is self-contained, but he's a father. You know, and, and, you know so, so many of us who are fathers or mothers, you know, have, have compassion for our children um, and uh, are concerned about them and will help them where we can. And we, we're, we're imperfect. And, I, I, you know, I, you know I, I'm sure you have, you have feel this for, for if you've got kids. And, and yet we somehow think that God isn't like that, that he doesn't have those feelings that we do. He feels them far more intently than we do. He's, he is so much more of a compassionate father because he's perfect. He's not mixed in any way. There is a need as we, as we look to what it means to seek the kingdom to become very childlike and trusting. I've told her this, uh, this story before about our, our youngest daughter. When, uh, when she was um, growing up, she was only two or three. I can't remember exactly how old she was. And we were away with my family, um, and I think we were on holiday. And she, she had this, she had no fear. And she used to, I used to, she used to run and I used to jump off something and I'd catch her. And she got this idea that it doesn't matter who it was, that if she stood on something and threw themselves at them, they would, she would be caught. <laughs> and uh, my brother was there. Um, she, she got to know him a bit. Really, she was fairly undiscerning. At that age, uh, it was an adult, someone that seemed fairly nice, so they'll catch me. And uh, so she got on this wall, my brother was talking um, to, to somebody, and she just leapt at him <laughs> off this wall. And, and my brother caught him out of the corner of his eye and just managed to catch her before she hit the ground. And she, she had no idea that she was in any danger whatsoever because there was someone who who was an adult, who was loving, and she would be caught. Mm. And, and do you know what? Although <laughs> we had to try and teach her as she grew up, and so that, you, know, you have to be a little bit careful sometimes, uh, there is something so wonderful mm. about that sense of trust. Amen. That sense of, he's going to look after me. Amen. He's going to catch me. I can, do, I can do this, I can jump. I can have fun. Because he's going to catch me. And that is how God wants us to see him. I'm going to catch you. I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you go. You just can throw yourself at me and I will look after you. I will catch you. I will provide. And so the passage is talking about the fact that he wants us to trust. And seeking first the kingdom is about putting our full trust in a good father that he will provide. But the other thing that stops us is doing things our own way. And should we look at the next slide? And this is the verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, we know that we, when we became... Christians, when we gave ourselves to Jesus, when Jesus saved us, we were made righteous in his sight. We have been made perfect forever. 
um, and, uh, and we've been made right with Jesus. So we don't need to work at our own righteousness. We don't need to uh, gain his affection or his love. He's done that for us. He has made us right. He's washed us clean. And, and that's a wonderful truth that we, we read throughout the Bible that he has done it already. We are made perfect forever. Even when we get it wrong, Jesus' blood has covered us mm. and has washed us clean. We don't need to, to fight for it. We don't need to work mm. at our salvation. He's done it all for us. So what does it mean then that we need to seek his righteousness? Because we've already got it. Well, I think in this context then, it's more a case of his way of living, his way of doing, his way of working, his ways. Mm. And that's what this is about. It's about seeking him and the way he does that. And so that we align ourselves with the rule of the king. Because the world says, you need to chase after stuff for yourself. The pagans run after these things, it says in the previous verse. They run after what to wear, what to eat, what to drink. They're going to run after. They're going to fight for themselves. They're going to position themselves so they can get whatever it is because in their view there is limited resources and therefore I'm going to get stuff for myself and if other people suffer because of that then so be it because I need to protect myself, I need to protect my family I need to prevent, provide for them and I'm going to fight and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this um, because there's no one else looking after me and there's competitiveness and there is uh, you know, stuff that comes in which is just not good and yet we can, we can be tempted to go that route. Amen. We can be tempted to say, I need to look after myself. I need to look after myself. And COVID has perhaps done this sometimes where we have been told to protect and look after. And, 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 and instead of, you know, and in the middle of that, we can be tempted to think, I need to look after myself. I need to look after my family. I need to protect them. And, uh, and we can forget that actually that is God's role. That's God's promise to us. I know you need this stuff. I know you need to eat. I know you need clothes. I know, I know you need that. I know you do. Of course I'm going to look after you. I want you to do it my way. Because I'm going to add all these things to you if you do. I'm going to give them all to you. So I want you to seek me. I want you to seek me. And I want you to seek me in the way that I do things. And that is trusting that is not fighting for ourselves, that is believing what God has got for us. We've been in our Bible study group uh, that meets on a Wednesday. Anyone's welcome to join. Um, we've been looking at uh, seven letters that were written, very short letters, to churches, um, and they're contained in Revelation. And they're about... Uh, and, and all they say is, it's the Holy Spirit writing to these churches to say... You're doing this really well, but this is going wrong. Yes. This, this is really good, but you, you know, here you've lost something. Here you've gone off. You've gone. And basically what, what, the, what, the, what it says, what the Spirit is saying to the churches is, you know, you're doing well, but you've, you've lost your first love. Yes, that's right. You've started to compromise. Yeah. You've started to go the world's way. You've started to do things the world's way. And I'm concerned about that. Because you're losing your power, you're losing your relationship with me, you're losing what really matters. Yeah. And I want you to come back. I want you to come back to what you did at first. I want you to come back to what you learned 
and what you knew right from the word go about your Christianity. It was all about me and what I did for you and not what you do. Yeah. And I want you to know that it's not about fighting for yourself. It's about me and about you following my ways mm. and, and, and worshipping and knowing me and knowing Hallelujah. my love and my provision and my, my presence. And so it's, it's fascinating to see, and it's really helpful just to think, actually, am I starting, because of the pressures, because of what's going on in my life, to start to compromise the way I do stuff? Mm. And if we do, then we're going to miss out on receiving the blessings of the kingdom. And one of the key things that's said, after each of these little letters, there is a verse that's repeated seven times, which is this. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit mm. is saying the churches and you know what it's easy for this to creep in and I know it's happened to me and and what I need to what I do is go back and say Holy Spirit speak to me yeah I want to hear from you that I'm doing things your way Hallelujah. and one of the key elements of seeking the kingdom is to seek through prayer and through through uh, just coming to God and say Holy Spirit will you lead me in the right way of doing stuff will you lead me will you show me where I've compromised will you show me where I've allowed a bitter root to grow. Will you show me where I've allowed uh, fear to come in and start changing what I, uh, the way I behave? Will you show, show me where I've, I've got, got competitive? And Holy Spirit, just lead me. So I will, I will not compromise. I'll come back into the way you do things. And it's one of the key elements of, of seeking the kingdom is hearing and listening to the Holy Spirit. The situation just a while ago with myself and, and Katrina in the family, I'm not going to go into the detail, um, uh, and, and, uh, and we, we, were, we were perplexed by this situation, and, and we were thinking about it, and we were trying to work out what to do, and, and, uh, and, and we were, you know, we'd chatted about it, and we were feeling really unhappy, and, 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 and it was quite dumb, to be honest, what we were doing. Because we were trying to work it out. We were trying to say, well, how, what's the solution here? How do we sort this out? And then... I think it's probably my wife, because she's, she's the spiritual one in this relationship. Well, should we pray? <laughs> should we pr pray? Well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? So we pray. Amen. We gave it to God. We so said, we don't know what to do here. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And within a few days, the whole situation opened up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, it was... And um, the thing is, many of you, and certainly for me... Time and time again, mm. I could look back and say, do you know what, that's happened so many times. Yeah, when we've stopped trying to work it out, yeah. when we've stopped trying to think, we've gone, I tell you what, let's just pray. Mm. Let's seek God on this. Let's ask for yeah. his kingdom to come. Let's ask for his goodness to come into this situation. Mm. It's saying to him, Lord, you know best. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. But you do. And that is part of what it means to seek the kingdom is that we come back to him time and time again and say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And do you know what? He will always come through for us because he's good, because he's a father, because he cares about you. And in the midst of the difficulties and the challenges that many of you are facing and we face time and time because we're in a fallen world, God wants to come through for you. He wants you to seek him first. Not to come up with your own ideas. Not to, not to, not to think things through and try and work it out for yourself. It's, not, it's about 
coming to God. Now, there might be actions that he speaks to us. The Holy Spirit will speak and tell us what, what perhaps we need to do something. Perhaps we need to go somewhere. Perhaps we need to say something to somebody. Of course, it doesn't mean we just sit back and do nothing. But it does mean we listen and we seek yeah, God's God. ways Beautiful. and his goodness and his yeah. righteousness and his solutions. So the final slide. Seek first the kingdom. Just these very simple things. It's about believing that good things of the kingdom are available for you. They're available for you. They're, they're for everyone who believes and, believes and trusts in Jesus. Trust that your Father in heaven wants you to experience them. He wants you to have them. He's, he's won these things for you. They're not for somebody else. They're not for the super, super spiritual Christian. They're for every child of God, regardless of how, what, what they're like. You know, they're for, they've been won for us, and they're for everyone. And we're to seek to go after the realities of the kingdom, listen to the Holy Spirit, and do things God's way. Do things God's way. And when you fear, and when these things come in, and when you're tempted to worry and fear, always think, actually, that's a trigger for me to stop and to go back to the king. Yeah. Go back to my father yeah. and give it to him so that I won't, sorry, go down a, a rabbit hole, I won't go down a path that is not useful and not good. Straight away, as those things crowd in, we go back to him and say, Lord, we want you and your ways and your good things to come. Just as I finish, I just really sense that I want us to really, right now, seek God for those things in your own lives which you're struggling with, where you have not experienced the good things of the kingdom. And, uh, and to believe that actually God wants to do something even today in your life, to speak to you, to bring good things into your life, to heal you. So can we stand together? I just want us just to wait on God for a moment. I want us to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. So just for a moment, I want you to... If there's been something that's in your life that has been bothering you, that you've struggled with, that you have doubted the goodness of God in, maybe that you just want you just want uh, clarity on and maybe the Holy Spirit is just bringing that to your mind right now just ask God right now as part of seeking the kingdom to say God will you show me the way forward here will you bring good things of your kingdom into my life right now just had one, as I was praying about this beforehand, there was a, a, something that came to mind about a family situation. Uh, there's a family context and, and you've been trying really hard to resolve something and I don't know what the situation is um, and, and you've, you've worked very hard, you've been speaking to all sorts of people uh, and, you've, and, and it's not gone anywhere and I believe the Holy Spirit will say to you, give it to me. Give it to me. I'm going to open this up. I've seen it in our family. He does it time and time again, and he will do it in yours. And so he says, give it to me. So if that's you, just do that. 
Just give it to him right now. Just want to just speak if anybody has just really known a lack of peace over these last few days. The kingdom is a kingdom of peace. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, will you now come and give that peace of God which passes all understanding into that person's life right now. Let them know that you are their father and you are looking after them. Come, Holy Spirit, pray. Let the peace of God reign. Peace of God reign. And I want to go after just, just healing as well. So I just want you, if, if you need to have healing in your body, and we're going to believe for this, because this is part of the kingdom of God. It's a place where there is health and, uh, and no sickness. So Lord, we want to believe for the kingdom right now. So we're seeking the kingdom to come in this place. So just if you've got a sickness in your body, I'll just put your hand on it, whatever that is. And, uh, and Lord, I say, let your kingdom come right now. We're seeking the kingdom of God to be displayed in this place through healing, Lord Jesus. So whether it's a back, heal backs in Jesus' name. Whether it's uh, cancers in Jesus' name, be healed. If it's a joint issue joint problem let your kingdom come right now Jesus Jesus. be healed in Jesus name thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Holy Spirit thank you that you're here thank you that you love to give good gifts to your children you give the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is here Lord Thank you. Holy Spirit, just move right now amongst your people, bringing good things of the kingdom. Let there be peace. Let there be joy. Let there be hope. Let there be love. Jesus, Holy Spirit, come, we pray. Thank you. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're amongst us.